Welcome to the Konza Podcast. I'm your host, Mukuka Mayuka Chanda. And I'm Untanga Lindunda. This podcast has been sponsored by Awane Skincare. So shout out to Namwila, who was on this um, podcast a few podcasts ago. Actually, the first podcast that we did, right, Munti? Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about Awane Skincare later on in the podcast. But why we are here, and, and I'm excited about this, is we have a special guest Munti, take it away. Who who has joined us today? Finally. Today, I'm excited. <laughs> yes, finally. <laughs> to have Tafadzwa Sasa on the show. And uh, Tafi um, is a learning and development professional. Okay. And she specializes in coaching and training for personal efficiency. And uh, at Konza, um, right now, Mkandai are holding um, a product of Tafi's company, the Go Getter. Planner. Yeah, yes. the planner. If you've ever followed us on Instagram or Facebook, you've seen our planners. They're in red. Mine says Mukuka M. Chanda, Mama Fixer. It is my it is my is my little Bible. I, I don't know if that's blasphemous, but Taffy, I don't know. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, Taffy. Thank you very much, you guys, for having me. I so, was laughing when you said finally, like yes. like We've what? been like, why put, have you guys taken so long to get here? Yeah. We've been putting it in the calendar. And we're like, okay, we'll record this person first, and then we had a list of people we're going through, and then we're like, Taffy will get her when she's in the country. You've been traveling, you've been doing things, you know, and now you're here. And yes. the the type of uh, guests that we've had, are people who are doing stuff, and at this point, is perfect because you are going to talk to us about planning and all that, putting yeah. your work together schedules together, and a lot more. Yeah. So let's talk about goal setting, goal planning. How did you start? Like, you, I mean, a goal get a planner. People will look at this and think it's another diary. Don't, like, why no, do we need another diary? No. <laughs> like, what, no. Why would we just have another diary? Because people yeah. are like, that. it's another diary. And I was pleasantly surprised. You know what I loved about your diary when I, well, diary planner? When I opened it up, number one, first page, there's a little letter from you. And then it takes you into seven winning ways to, to be a goal getter. There's a quarterly progress review. But my favorite bit, my favorite bit is that there is no 2018, 2019, oh, yeah. there are no dates. There's like a place where you can write in your date and then you circle whatever day you're up to. But let's say today was the 20th and then you've been, you've, you're writing a lot in your planner for like three pages and stuff. At least you don't have to worry about, oh, I'm going now into the next day, which happens a lot with planners. So talk to us about how you came to so, do this. So thank you. That's actually some very interesting feedback around the flexi page. So you guys got the flexi page planners because you, at some point in the year, we cut off the dated ones. Generally, though, in January to March, we're selling the dated ones. And the reasoning behind that is when you use the dated planner, you have some sort of obligation and like an urgency because you know that the days are moving. Um, but that is some great feedback around the flexible <laughs> to say you can use more days. So the story of the go-getter planner. So it kind of goes back to around 2011, 2012, when I finished university. And... I looked around me and I saw a lot of my colleagues and my friends. They just seem to be on a roll, you know, getting things done. Like, you know how we all, when you finish university, like, ah, it's going to be it's a good time to do my master's. But then we put it on your resolutions list like every single year. Year mm -hmm. in and year out, you're going to, oh, this year I'm going to do my master's. I'm going to be better with my money. I'm going to be healthier. I'm going to draw closer to God. I'm going to 
all sorts of these vague things that we just throw out there just before New Year's. And then on 1 January, 2 January, 3 January, we're doing a bit of it. By 17 January, we're like, oh, maybe not this year. And then it's March. Before you know it, July, September. Okay, let's try again next year. That used so, to be me. Right? So, so that's what I was doing for a while. But when I then looked at my colleagues, I just had a, you know, there's always those people in your circle who are getting things done. Like literally, you have a discussion one day over coffee, you're like, you guys, we should do this thing. And then two weeks later, you see them there. You're like, no, wait, we was <laughs> just had coffee two weeks Three ago. months later, bam, 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 they've achieved things. Yeah. So, so that was not me. Yeah. Definitely not me. I was the girl who did resolutions, forgot about it, and just, you know, cruise through life. But at some point, I just felt like I needed to get serious. And so I started learning from the people around me who were winning. I invested into my personal development. I joined leadership development organizations like Junior Chamber International and Toastmasters. I volunteered to do things. I got myself mentors who started teaching me stuff. I stalked people who I thought were successful until they were like, okay, come, we'll teach you. <laughs> um, and I just invested into the process of learning how to do things. And I would say in two to three years, I started to see the results in my life. Like I started to make progress. I, I was able to say, I am going to do this and actually get it done. So what the other thing that I like to say when I tell my story is that I'm a stationary junkie, literally. I love stationary. I buy, well. I, in the past, I would have like five, six diaries in any yes. one year. I see a pretty diary, I buy it. I see <laughs> John Maxwell, all these things I had. Yes. But the thing that I found missing in my planners was that, number one, they assumed that everybody knew how to set goals. And now mm -hmm. I've learned that not everybody can. We all know what we want to do. We all know what we want to have. We, know, we all know what we want to be. But... The setting of goals, that's something that they totally omit to teach us in school, mm -hmm. except when they teach you in business school, but they don't mm -hmm. explain to you how you can do it in mm -hmm. real life. And so along the way, I said to one of my, actually, I told a lot of people, you know how when you get an, an idea and you're excited yeah. and you tell everybody, <laughs> tell people, you know what, one day I'll create a planner, like yeah. a Steve Covey planner, like yeah. um, John Maxwell planner, you yeah. know, but mine will teach people how to actually set yeah. goals. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I was like, John Maxwell, Steve Covey, that's years ahead of me. Yeah. And a lot of people forgot. Yeah. But two of my friends remembered. And I swear, one of them is, is my friend called Simba. And I swear that whenever Simba got bored in Harare, he'd be like, hey, Taffy, how's it going with that planner? Like, friend, can you... And relax. Relax. So, but Simba constantly asked me about this planner, constantly. Yeah. And... The more I applied these things in my life, the more I learned from people, the more convinced I became that there is a way mm -hmm. to get things done. There's a, there are things that you can actually do whenever you want to achieve anything. And you can actually get things done. Mm -hmm. My biggest problem, though, was I never wanted to run a business. Oh, wow. Yeah. I never wanted to run a business. This week I was reflecting and thinking how um, I think a few, maybe a year before, we launched the Go-Getter Planner. Mm -hmm. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, Matthew, and Matthew runs businesses and he's an entrepreneur of sorts. Yeah. And I was saying to him, how's business? And we had a chat. And I remember I said to him, I, I, I don't think I would ever run a business. Mm -hmm. I, I can't do it. So I, that was one of my biggest obstacles. Like, 
for you to create this planner, number one, you need to have the experience. Number three, you need to be well-known in the world. Yeah. Number four, you need to have a business structure of how you're going to create it, manufacture it, and figure out all these things. Mm -hmm. And when I did my homework, I realized that in China, you need a minimum order of 500 oh, wow. for you to get customized planners. So yeah. it was like, Never happening. <laughs> so, so yeah. So for for a very long time, it was something that I thought someday, somehow, yes. I will get this thing done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then in 2016, yeah. I got pregnant. And in my head, you know, I'd always thought I'd be one of those, you know, those social media mamas. Yeah, <laughs> IG mamas. And wearing heels and slaying. <laughs> I thought that would be me, but yeah. my child had other ideas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, in, I think around week six, I started feeling very unwell. Yeah. And I went to see my doctor. Yes. And she said, I think you need bed rest. And I remember <laughs> it was, I remember it was two days before the International Women's Day. And we had an event for International Women's Day mm -hmm. at work. So I said to her, you know what? I have an event. Yeah. On Saturday. Yeah. So tell you what, I'll come and see you on Sunday and we can talk about this business. <laughs> I went back to work. I pulled off my event on Saturday. Sunday, I rested. Monday, I thought, ah, oh, I should go back and see my doctor. Yeah. But no, no, no. Women's Day was actually on a Tuesday. Yeah. On Wednesday, I had been invited to to the U.S. Embassy. There was yeah. an event at the U.S. Embassy, Women's Wednesday, yeah. and I really wanted to listen to whoever was speaking there. I can't remember who yeah. it was. And then in the evening, we had a JCI meeting, oh, and wow. then I was the local president. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, listen, I'm going to go to work, yeah. then go to the U.S. Embassy and listen to this person, then, go and chair my JCI meeting, yeah. then go and see my doctor. Yeah. So I did all that, and then I went to see my doctor, and she said, okay, bed rest. I'm giving you bed rest for seven days. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Because in my head, if you give me seven days bed You're rest, going to work. by day four, I should be okay. <laughs> Me and so, you are on the same WhatsApp your group. Son that was my life you. last year. <laughs> same WhatsApp group. I was like, bed rest for who? For why? Right? <laughs> so then I started this bed rest. Yeah. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Guys, I was sick. <laughs> I was sick. Yeah. On Wednesday morning, I called and I said, I am coming in. I am not well. Yeah. So I completed my seven days. I completed and she gave me another seven days. Yeah. And two weeks in, I think my boss was like, Mm. <laughs> something is not right here. Yeah, yeah not your usual self. So she messaged me and says, Tafi, are you okay? And I said, yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not too great. Yeah. And yeah, so eventually um, we that's when we then realized that it, it, was, it didn't look like it was going to end anytime soon. And because I had had a miscarriage before, I had to be careful. Yeah. I, when I started to realize my body acting the way it did, I, yeah. I knew I had to slow down. So... Eventually, we had a discussion with my boss and we said, listen, until I'm in a better space, let me take a rest. That also coincided with a project that we had been working on, mm -hmm. which was also coming to an end. So I was like, hmm, I will rest. And then the project ended. So I was just like, I'm going to take a bit of time out and mm -hmm. figure out what to do. But also because I've been literally working since I finished high school, like mm -hmm. I started working soon after my high school results came out. I did go to college, but literally I was either in college the week that I finish exams, the next week I'm working. So I felt like I'd been working since I was a kid. So yeah. this, mm -hmm. me just being, resting, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Then Simba came again. Just like, so, 
that plan and I was like, friend, you're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Shout I'm out home. To Simba, by the way. What's his last name? Simbanya Mazao. He's an amazing author. Watch us. By the time we get to the top, <laughs> yeah. no, me and Simba will be rolling together. Um, so, so, yeah, so eventually Simba's like, Tafi, you're just sitting at home. Can you do, do something? something? Do the thing. And I was like, okay, okay, Simba. So it was Simba and I had another friend of mine. Um, so Glenn is actually, we are, so, we are such close friends, he's literally my brother now. And he was also pushing me about it. So I decided I was going to do just two go-getter planners yeah. for mm-hmm. the two of them. Just to get them off my back. Oh, yeah. So I sat home. I put together all the things I'd learned, which is what you were talking about. I put together this, the go-getter seven winning ways, yeah. which are the mindsets, which I'd learned over time that the people who are successful use. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned that I'm passionate about smart goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, now I'm known to say there are people who set dumb goals. Like, mm-hmm. if you are not taught, you will set dumb goals. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's, 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 uh, let's discuss the difference between smart and dumb goals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So dumb goals sound something like... I'm, I'm going, this year I want to be healthier with money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to be healthier. Or this year I want to be better with money. Yeah. Or this year I want to be closer to God. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But how? how are we going to know, number one, how are we going to know that you are now healthier? Yes. Or mm-hmm. that you are now better with money? Yeah. Or you are now closer to God? What's mm-hmm. that going to look like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number two, what are you going to do to achieve this goal? What's like... If you wake up on a Tuesday morning and you're like, oh, this year I'm going to get closer to God. What's that going to look like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you go to church some days and some days? Smart goals don't even, dumb goals don't even think about, do I have the capacity to do this? Yeah. This is how people are going to be, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire this year. That's why have I you don't seen make your it. salary <laughs> and your responsibilities, including black tax? <laughs> becoming a millionaire in mm-hmm. one year, yeah, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're also very some way, some day, mm-hmm. somehow. Yes. So dumb goes at <laughs> it's like up in the mm-hmm. air. It's not really mm-hmm. there's exactly. No, there's mm-hmm. no actual plan. Exactly. Yes. But smart goals. Smart goals are specific. I came across this concept. I, I, I think I first encountered it when I was in A level. The concept of smart goals, and but now I've seriously personalized it. Mm-hmm. And the concept is, I always say, smart goals mean you're doing something very specific. Mm-hmm. If you want to do better with money, are you saving money? Mm-hmm. Are you investing money? Yeah. Are you earning more money? Yeah. Right. If you want to be healthier, are you exercising? Mm-hmm. Are you losing weight? Are you eating better? Mm-hmm. If you want to be closer to God, are you reading more of your devotionals? Are you going to church more often? Are yeah. you serving in church? Yeah. Right. So smart goals, they're very specific. You're doing a specific thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number two, they are measurable. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to save $100 every month. Yeah. I'm going to run three kilometers every day. Yeah. I'm going to read a chapter of a Bible every day. Mm-hmm. We can measure that. Mm-hmm. Have you read a chapter today? Yes. yes. You've made progress. Yes. If you're running... If anybody can run, yeah. I can say I'm going to run on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And mm-hmm. I wake out, uh, go outside, run 200 meters, and I come back. Have I run? <laughs> <laughs> run somewhere. <laughs> but if, for example, the yeah. goal is to run half a marathon yes. in six months, running 200 meters, meters is that thing. Yeah. So your goals have to be measured. I'm going to run three kilometers every day. Mm-hmm. There we go. Did yeah. you run three kilometers? Yes. Yeah. Well done. Achievable talks about your capacity, right? Okay. I don't want to be millionaires. But do you have the capacity to be mm-hmm. a, a marathon runner, mm-hmm. for example? Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you, can, do you have the capacity to do mm-hmm. it? So yeah. it, it considers the capacity. 
R is sort of my favorite thing at the moment because we live in times of social media yeah. where everything is relationship goals, career goals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everything <laughs> yeah. is a goal. Yeah. And you're pressured to want to do all these things. All those things, mm-hmm. yeah. But smart goals say, okay, listen, where do I want to go? I yeah. am going in this direction. Yes. So is this relevant to me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes? No. Yeah. For me, there was a point where mm-hmm. I always said I wanted to do a master's. Yes. Mm-hmm. Master's, master's, master's. But I was myself. Is this relevant to you? Your like life. MBA, exactly. Everybody's like MBA, MBA. I'm like, at at a point, it wasn't very relevant to me. Yeah. But I asked myself, what's going to be relevant to me? And then I shifted because I realized a big part of my work is coaching. Oh, so yeah. I said, I want to get a postgraduate coaching certification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the moment I decided that I wanted to do that and I committed to it, I got onto it and I... You Not did. the three years that I took saying I want to do an MBA mm-hmm. because I couldn't relate to yeah. it. It wasn't relevant to where I wanted mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. And lastly, time bound. Yeah. By when? By Whenever when? I coach people, we sit in a meeting, my clients know that if we're in a coaching session, you can tell Taffy everything else you want. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be, so what are you doing? What exactly are you doing? You know what you I reminded me of? When? A conversation I had with you in 2016. <laughs> Where I was talking about work, I need to, I'll stop work one day, then you were like, when? And I went, blah, 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 blah. And then you just ignore me and say, when, Monty, when? And then when I was about to to leave, I told you a date to say, Taffy, this is the date. Yeah, and I appreciated that. So I get you. <laughs> it makes all the difference, guys. Yeah. To it me, it's totally does. Yeah. The time issue makes all the difference. Yeah. Because otherwise it will, it will keep yeah, going forever keep going. and ever. Like, yeah, Somehow. Somehow <laughs> I'll, I'll run that day. marathon. And I almost always say to people, this is the new thing, my husband figured this about me. I will meet some people and be like, hey, how are you? So good to see you. We should hang out. We should hang out. And I walk away. And my husband says, you don't want to hang out with them? <laughs> and I'm like, why? And he's like, when you want to hang out with anybody, when you want you to meet anybody, give them a day, a time and a place. Yes. And so in future, if we're trying to plan a meeting, if there's no date, time and place, <laughs> you know. it's not happening because I have a million other things on my on my calendar. Yeah. So if I wake up today and we don't have a date, a time and a place to meet you, I'm not meeting you. Yeah, yeah you're not I meeting that person. I have business to run. I have JCI to do. I'm a global shaper. I'm a mama. I'm Tatenda's wife. Yeah. There's a lot. You get prioritized if you mm-hmm. have data plus and the time. So that's 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 the concept of the Go Getter Planner. The yeah. Go Getter Planner really was a tool to help people, number one, create clarity around what they want to achieve. But number two was also develop a plan. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay, amazing. You yeah. want to run three kilometers three times a week. Great. You want to save up and buy a car this year. Amazing. Okay. You want to read mm-hmm. the whole Bible this year. Brilliant. You're going to heaven. I'm joking. But, <laughs> <laughs> but then the difference is the real game changer is when are you doing this? Doing this, yes. Right? Yes. And what's the plan? Yes. Because many times people forget that every time you decide on a new goal, you mm-hmm. have to give up something. Mm-hmm. That's the honest truth. Yeah. You have to give up a habit. You need to give up time. You need to give up something. Mm-hmm. So the goal getter plan helps you in terms of developing an action plan. Mm-hmm. For the smart goal you've set, the question now is what, are, what is the process? And the process is what are the steps you have to mm-hmm. follow? What is the price? Yeah. How much money, time, energy do you need to set aside for this goal? And mm-hmm. who are the people? Who are the people who can help you? Get that done. Or hold you back. Accountability <laughs> partners or stumbling blocks. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Because if you have been stuck in a place for so long, there are people who you're comfortable with there. Yes. And the moment you want to change, you'll be like, what? So now you've become better than us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> they could hold you back. So it's really interesting because uh, we're, we're, we're going to get, get back to you on that. Uh, but let's just break just to remind people that this podcast is sponsored by Awale. So just very quickly, we want to tell you guys how we've been using Awale. Uh, because for us, honestly, we've been looking for, for uh, sponsors, I guess, who fit what we believe in, what we do, the products and services that we believe in. So like we said, we've already done a product plug for <laughs> in this podcast. But um, Awale Skin, so I started using Awale quite, quite a while back because uh, Nabila was just like, listen, your skin needs help. And it needs, you know, mm-hmm. postpartum and everything it needs help. So she gave me some of her products and I've been using her Moringa soap and I've been using her um, her pig soap as well. So that really helped me with my skin. And then she gave me the new, the, the turmeric and the neem marks. Oh my goodness. Did that not just make me feel like, okay, mm-hmm. first of all, spartry. Glowing, guys, glowing from the side. <laughs> so that's my, that's my experience with um, a widened skin. And I, I honestly urge people especially if you want um, something natural I'm a mama and my baby boy is always kissing and licking my Mm -hmm. face and I'm just like friend you don't know (laughs) what products I've been putting on my face and I even stopped wearing makeup for a while so I really only wear natural products on my face because I'm really conscious of the fact that he's always on me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's why I love Awane Skin um, mm-hmm. products. I know I also introduced it to Monty. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For the last one month, I've been using three products. The rose water as a toner, uh, the turmeric mask, and the pink soap. Yeah. And you know that pink soap. Um, I have a funny story to share. My hey. husband... <laughs> I caught my husband using it, and you know oh, he he was so. <laughs> Look at you naming him. <laughs> you know what? He's really enjoying it, and I have to stock up. Like maybe if I was stocking up once a month, I have to increase. You that. have to increase because someone yeah. is using your. Yeah, and he really likes it. He was like, "This Awane thing is really great. <laughs> oh, it works for men as well. It, it does. Works, it does. So, so all the know. men out there who are listening, please try this product." products are not just for ladies but they really like clean you up and cleanse you especially in this season that we are in zambia right now so the hot season. season was all sweaty and sticky elsewhere by the pink soap the pink soap and the rose everything. water oh my goodness it yeah. just freshens you up yeah you know that uh therapeutic scent that you just get as you yeah. tone your mm. <laughs> your skin i really enjoy that and, you know, with the stresses of running a business, for me, the uh, using that turmeric mask, Mukuka, just helps me, like, uh, distress. At the end of the day. Yeah. Mm. It's a spa I day. It, I use it, like, twice a week. Yes. Yeah, so I really enjoy that. So if you guys are interested in getting yourself some Awana skincare products, they are found at the Kamanga Concept Store in Foxdale. Um, you can also check out Awana Skincare on Instagram and on Facebook. So let's get back to Taffy. So the one of the things I wanted to tell you about, we have a good friend of ours who was on the Konza podcast a couple of episodes. Well, she's she's yet to come up, but she's going to be on the Konza podcast, I should say. Ruth. Ruth came in and she said something to us, um, not on the podcast, but in, in our dealings with her. And she said, you know, Taffy said to me, is you have to look at people in your life, whether they're adding value or they're making you money. 
if you're a business person. And it was such a simple thing. And we're like, oh, yeah, by the way. And it really, um, I have taken that on board in the last two or three weeks because I was getting really stressed out by I have goals for the business. I have goals that I want. And I was committing myself to people and goals and not realizing that some people are A, wasting my money. <laughs> and not adding value. So I was just like, oh my goodness, now that I've taken that on board, it's very easy for me to make the decision that, listen, are you making me money? Are you going to add some sort of value or what value are you going to add? And if you are, then we can move on and proceed to the next phase. If you don't fit into those two, I, I know it's harsh, but sayonara, bye-bye. So talk to us. Talk us through this this savage, <laughs> savage lifestyle. <laughs> I really like it, though. Um, so, <laughs> guess things are. I'll put you on the spot. I so know. yeah, I know. I know. Um, so you know, I feel like sometimes, particularly when it comes to business, we do a lot of work with businesses, um, and I, sometimes I almost feel like people sometimes forget. Yeah that what we are running is a business. Mm-hmm. Vusi was on Instagram the other day and he was going on about how these days, I don't know whether it's because we are millennials, but he was like, so you people are going around going, hey, I want a place that gives me purpose. I want a place where I grow as a person. Listen, this is a place where you work and you get a salary, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and, and a part of me thought that was a bit brutal. But yeah. to be honest, when people are employed in businesses, we we are all we are all serving people in one way or the other. Yes. But for us to be able to keep serving, we need to make money. Yes. And if it's a business, money is like if there's no money, friends, you could have an amazing idea. But yeah. if the money is not coming, you yeah. can't sustain it. Yes. So and, and and I'm I'm surprised by the number of people that Ruth has told this. <laughs> I think I even told Ruth this. Like, Ruth is a very good friend of mine. Yes. And we have our regular um, discussions. lemonade discussions. Yeah. But yes. Really, the concept for me and and. And it might sound savage to somebody, but I guess it's also the challenge um, to say, when you are employed in an organization, how mm. are you contributing to the bottom line? Yeah. We we have a training called the indispensable employee. Yeah. And one of the things we always ask this stuff is, listen, this is a business. Yeah. When you show up every day, are you are you serving? Yeah. Are you providing value in a way that's going to enable the business to make money? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if the business doesn't make money, you still want to get paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's for me, it's actually quite simple. And yeah, disclaimer, we, it shall be hard for the people who shall work and go get her when we grow to. <laughs> but yeah, I'm about results. Yeah. I, I'm totally about results. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So the, uh, the, another thing that I wanted to ask you uh-huh. is the experience that we've had in the cu- last couple of weeks. There's one particular thing that I wanted to find out for you. Yeah. What happens when you meet somebody who isn't a planner? who isn't an organized person at all, who just, you have tried everything and it's just not working. Because we met somebody and they had a diary. They were given a diary Uh and they were told, okay, try and do your to-do list like this or tell us. Then we went to tell us what the best way for you to Mm -hmm. complete your tasks are and they still weren't completing their tasks. Uh, They were dropping the ball. And, you know, so we wanted to find out from you, like, what do you do with that? Like, because we gave up. (laughs) (laughs) Because the person was getting lost in their own diary. Yes. With what they were writing I don't know if I'm the best person to advise you guys on this (laughs) because, you know... I'm about getting things done. And if you're not getting things done, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Because, especially because you guys tried. 
yeah. to help this person. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So for me, I'm like, obviously, the first step for me is a, when when I do my coaching sessions, one of the things that I ask people is I try to understand where is this coming from? Is it, do you not have the skills to do the work? Do you not have the motivation to do it? Yes. Do you just not have the capacity? Yes. And obviously, I suggest interventions, like coach the person through the process, yes. give them skills, give them the knowledge. But if they don't want to do it, let them go and do nothing somewhere else. But you know, I see what I see what you mean because, like you said, if you go through the process with them to find out, yes. you know, what is stopping you, or what is it that motivates you, yes. well, how how can we help you be a better planner or organizer? Then you know, and that person still doesn't want to give in. There's nothing much you can do because it's not like you can force them to right. be an organized person. You know, one of the other things that I think is that I feel like people sometimes forget how much business owners have put into a business, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to quickly go back to my story yeah. of how we then started a business. Yeah. So eventually, I, I, I told you I wanted to create the two planners for Simba and Glenn. And then I created the inserts. Yeah. And I went around town and I found a product that looked like what I wanted. Yeah. Found somebody who sold diaries, got the logo designed, put it all together at a small scale. Inst- mm-hmm. I knew I... Minimum order was 500, but I couldn't get 500. So we did the first two. And when the first two came back, I looked at it and I was like, oh, well, what do we have here? (laughs) (laughs) It looks good. So I I went, I literally pushed myself and I said, if I can sell 20 of these, I would would get good feedback. I went into my Facebook. My first year of business, I didn't invest into a lot of marketing. I went into my Facebook, told my friends, guys, this is why I created the Go-Getter Planner. If you want one, hit Mm -hmm. me up. Because my big target was 20. Now imagine my shock on the Friday when I'm finally collecting the orders. I had an order for 30 (gasps) in five days. Mm -hmm. And so... That's when I realized, oh no, yeah, I kind of have a business situation in my hands here. <laughs> Which you were avoiding. People are gonna pay me. I'm gonna have to process all these things. Yeah. And so my first year of go getter business was hard. Yeah, it was hard. And I feel like the reason we get so invested in our businesses is because it's not anybody can figure out the technical bits of yeah. running a business. Yeah, the hardest bit is working on you. Yourself. Especially if you've been an employee. Like me. (laughs) Because there are things that you learned, that you did as an employee, that you could get away with, Mm -hmm. that you can't get away with as a business owner. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things for me was finances. Money. As I grew up, I I had crappy money habits. I did all sorts of ridiculous things with my money. And then I'd go back to my parents and I'd be like, so <laughs> out of money. Yeah. And one of, so I never trusted myself with money, to be honest, because I made poor money decisions. Mm. So a big part of my not wanting to run a business was also, there's going to be a lot of money. How am I going to run it? If How I am I going to do it? If I lost all of it, people are going to come for me. You get what I'm saying? Like if I can't manage my own money, how am I going to manage other people? So, so it showed up in so many ways for me. Yeah. I remember there's a time when the first time I got a request from a corporate organization, they were like, I, I had spoken at another event and then they they sent me an email. They were like, Taffy, uh, please send us a quotation to come and speak to our staff for an hour. And I was like, what? <laughs> I can get paid to speak. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, how much am I going to charge them? And I was very excited, right? Yeah. And, then I, and then I said, I looked around. This is how crappy my money yeah. culture was. And I was like, what do I need to buy this week? <laughs> now I can charge them. And I remember that I, I think that 
there was something urgent in my life at that moment. I can't remember what it was, but I think it was like 6.50 kwacha. No, it was 3.50 kwacha. Yeah. I wasn't working. Yeah. So like, this was like something that I needed <laughs> You're to like, get oh, done. You're like, I'll charge so you 600 to charge I was it. about to charge them 3.50. <gasps> I know. And then, and then I somehow just decided to ask around. Yeah. And when people started telling me the figures, I was like, yo, yeah. you people are greedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you people are greedy. How do you charge people that much to speak for an hour? Yeah. And luckily, I'd already started the coaching process. And yeah. I mentioned this one day to my coach. Yeah. And then we had a very deep conversation around money. She asked me what I believed about money. And then I had to start to actually voice the things I'd always known. Yeah. Like, I had to admit that I have poor spending habits. Yeah. I'm not always honest with money. Yeah. When money comes in, I mismanage money. Yeah. And saying these things, I mean, when I was working, I never had to admit these things. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I got one salary, I wasted it. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. because of running the business, I had to learn these things. And yeah. I went through a harsh process yeah. of fixing my money beliefs and my money culture and just getting to a place of understanding that running a business is not the same as employment. If I was in employment and I was making a certain amount of money, the employer was covering other expenses. So mm-hmm. just that whole shift mm-hmm. to yeah. say I'm no longer an employee, I'm a business owner, I'm running a business, I'm trying mm-hmm. to build an empire. Yeah. My relationship with money has changed. Yeah. The ability to send a five-figure quote to a client without wincing yeah. when my last salary was a four-figure salary, yeah. it mm-hmm. was a shocker for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember the very first corporate team building that we did, I don't know whether it was my money thing playing, but I charged that client my full salary from my last year. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one. such a moment for me to think, oh my God. Yes. I did work for seven hours and mm-hmm. I'm holding a, sa- a check for the same mm-hmm. amount. That, you yeah, get yeah. Uh, Guys, I have had to work so hard on yeah. myself to run Go-Getter. Yeah. So, so hard. Mm-hmm. And this is why people get personal about their businesses. Because we have invested a lot. Yeah, yeah. Life in it. The day that I was shipping the very first batch of planners, Daniel had just turned one month, two days. Yeah. And I remember I was sitting in my lounge with my hair in all sorts of shapes. You know, you, <laughs> you know, new mama life. Be worried about your hair. <laughs> I was that's sitting the there and I was trying to fix my life, and my baby was there. And that's a picture. I'm going to frame that picture in our Go Getter Academy ten years from now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I started from. Yeah. And now to get to a place where I have corporates who order. Go get a planners for all their managers, and I'm doing one-on-one coaching for all their managers, and we're running trainings for. It's a growth process, so but for same. me to get to a place where I could pitch the go get a planner to yes. secure an order for that capacity, yeah. to get to a place where I can coach managers in a corporate organization, to get to a place where I can train at that capacity, I had to shred taffy apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to let go of things that yeah. weren't working for me. I had to learn new habits that I didn't want. I had to learn to be a morning person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not a morning person. Mm-hmm. But now when my business demands, just this week, yeah. on Tuesday, I was finalizing the 2019 Go-Getter Planners because I had a dismal fail. Yeah. in launching the 2018 planners. I'll tell yeah. the story one day. It's still too sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> but because of that, I decided 2019 will be much more organized. Yeah. So on Tuesday, I slept at 1, 1.30 a.m. That's when I went to bed because yeah. I wanted to get the insets out. 6 a.m. the following morning, I was up because it was training week. Yeah. These are changes I had to make to Taffy to run a business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're going to now come here yeah. with whatever ethic you came from forever you're coming from and you want to mess up my business it's not going to happen (laughs) i have a question for you something you said about the time when you were about to charge this corporate Mm -hmm. and um just wondering how you get over that 
I can call it an imposter syndrome. Right. Yeah. So how do you move from what business do I have charging these people so much to I need to charge these people so much, you know? <laughs> Funny story for me is, number one, it was a lot of my working through my money beliefs, my money mindset, mm-hmm. my yeah. money. Number two, it was also just the fact that I know that the, the things that I'm trying to do now. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to run a contemporary business. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to build an empire. Yeah. So I can't be charging you... <laughs> Some yeah. yeah. Number two, it's also understanding the value I'm creating for your mm-hmm. business. Yeah. I mm-hmm. understand that I'm coming into your business to help your people develop a mindset, to give your people skills, to give mm-hmm. people knowledge mm-hmm. that's going to transform your organization. Forever. So I will charge you happily. Recently, I had a client. I met this person somewhere else, and then they called me to their office. They were like, oh, let's discuss a potential. you working with us. And they called me to their office. And Somewhere during the conversation, they were like, well, you're now in my turf, so I'm running this conversation. And I smiled. (laughs) Because now I have learned that people do that to try and have you in their space where they can run you. Yeah. Not Taffy. Because yeah. I'm walking into your office and I'm like, uh-huh, so this is where you're at. It's yeah. fine. You will be built according. It's, yeah. it's valuing your work and understanding mm-hmm. that though this is simple to mm-hmm. you and easy for you, mm-hmm. it's a gift. It's mm-hmm. the reason why your client is in the fix where they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time somebody hires you, it means they need something fixed. Yes. Yeah. The fact that you can fix it, whether simply or hardly, means you have invested into yourself mm-hmm. to be able to do this at this level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people like people now. I'm 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 unashamed. Yeah. If I'm I'm speaking at an event, listen, I'm not charging you to speak there for 30 minutes. I'm charging you for the experience that makes a good story that you have called me to come and tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I'm training your people, I'm not charging you for the eight hours. I'm charging you for the time I invested to become this good at this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm charging you for a coaching session, I'm not charging you to... I invested <laughs> a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. To become a certified coach, you need 100 hours of practice. Mm-hmm. So you're hiring me because I've invested into me. I am creating value for you. So just pay up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wrote that note. <laughs> I wrote that note. Listen, thank you so much for coming on to the Kwanza podcast. I think we'll need to have you back yeah, to talk more session. about, you know, um, some of the your, your, your 2018 dismal fail. Mm. I want to hear about that. Uh, but if you want, if people want to follow you and find out more about you and find out where to get your, your planners from, where do they go? So my Facebook name is Tafazwa G. Bete Sasa, a mouthful. But you can also find the Gold Getter Tribe on Facebook, um, as well as on Instagram. And then my personal handle on Instagram is that Gold Getter Girl. My Twitter handle is which she doesn't tweet that much, but you know it's a it's a Taffy Bete. Yes, so. <laughs> yes. So guys, don't forget this podcast has been sponsored by Awale Skincare. We want to thank them so much again. If you want to find out from them where you can get your natural skincare products, uh, follow Awale Skin on Instagram and Facebook, um, and. Don't forget, you can also check us out on Konza Consult uh, via the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We tweet. Um, <laughs> we do. We I do. See, are, are, are you are you throwing shade? I'm at just me a little right bit. Now? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know. So yeah, find us. Find us over there. Buti, any last words? I'm so happy to have had Staffy here. No, she's reminded me of a lot of things that I went through before quitting my job and now as I'm transitioning into entrepreneurship. So Taffy, thank you so much. I know for sure that there's so many people who've 
engaged and related to the stuff that you have said. And you know, uh, one thing that you two have in common, Mukuka and Taffy, is the savagery. <laughs> As you continue listening to this podcast, people, you'll find that by December we'll be more savage. <laughs> wow. Anyway, on that note, guys, we'll see you. We'll see you in another podcast. Uh, see you next week. Bye. <laughs>